Hi everybody, we are about to talk shit, (laughs) but we're recording a podcast and streaming live on Facebook and Instagram, so. So guys, we need to talk some shit, and we need to be okay talking about it, because we're real, and we are, as a culture, ER Shredders, we are authentic, and we don't sit there and pretend like, you know, certain things aren't happening. So one of the things that's come of ER Shred, and Crystal, I'll let you chime in when you're ready, but okay. uh, one of the things that's come from ER Shred for me is that I've been able to um, substantially improve my gut health. I'm talking unbelievably so, dramatically so. Um, and I want to talk to you about kind of how it used to be and then how it is now. So um, one of the main things I want to talk about is I just want to go ahead and put this out there um, to start because I just think that there's people out there that can actually connect with this. Um, And that's that here I was trying to be healthy, trying to do everything right, trying my darndest to, you know, uh, read up and get educated and, and take all the right necessary products. And my gut health was just horrible, just terrible. And we, we're going to go into some of the reasons why that was and um, and why I was experiencing that. But guys, I want to just go ahead and put it out there. I was going to the bathroom probably on average. Uh, I'm talking number two. The old poopski. <laughs> I was probably pooping uh, five, six times a day on average. Now, here's what's sad. These were not quality bowel movements. Um, these were bowel movements where I would feel like I needed to go to the bathroom and sometimes badly. And I would go and my stool for years, I'm not talking a few years. I'm talking for years and years. My stool was just predominantly loose stool. So yeah, I mean, you don't call it diarrhea because diarrhea, I read up on it, and diarrhea is when you, you go like five to six times in an hour. So five to six times in an hour is considered like that's full-blown diarrhea, like you can't stop it. But I was going five, six times a day, and it was usually just loose stool. So I just want to tell you how frustrating that was. I just want to kind of try to explain to you guys like I stopped eating any meat um, I stopped, I, I would realize what would oftentimes trigger these horrible episodes with my gut. Sometimes I would eat certain things and I would end up on the toilet with diarrhea. Yeah, nonstop, couldn't get off the toilet. Um, some of those things would include, believe it or not, eggs. Now, on ER Shred, I can eat eggs like they're going out of style. Like I can eat five eggs, six eggs. But it's just this interesting thing where it doesn't cause me any stinky gas and it doesn't cause me to have any kind of, uh, you know, repeated loose stool or anything of that nature. Um, but when I used to eat eggs, I pretty much stopped eating eggs, didn't I, Crystal? Mm-hmm. I would never eat eggs because I thought, oh my God, like, I guess I'm allergic to eggs. Yeah. Okay. Meat, red meat. Crystal, I stopped eating red meat years ago, didn't I? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't eat red meat. Why? Yeah. Because... 
I had made a connection. You can go ahead and talk. Oh, we were just eating chicken all the time. And Sean just made it clear, like, I can't tolerate red meat. So for years before we tried the vegan diet, we were just eating fish and chicken all the time. And, like, no eggs. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I also wanted to throw in there that my experience around certain things that I thought I was intolerant of, which was dairy. And now I can eat dairy and I have no problem but it's interesting how we kind of um, assume you know based on what doctors are saying or what other people are saying we assume like oh maybe it's the dairy maybe it's the the meat or but it's really hard to know and that's what we kind of have been teaching people how to figure out for themselves what it is specifically that you are intolerant intolerant of what's causing your your um discomfort and bloat and the gastric distress because Sean and I both have experienced that in a lot of different ways and for me it was more of on the vegan or the vegetables it was every single day feeling a lot of bloat and gas and just believing that that was probably a normal part of life but this is my first time first time in my life where I actually don't have any gas and that is just I just did not know that that was possible you haven't had gas for six months yeah (laughs) that is awesome you used to have some gas (laughs) ripe and sour I ate a lot of vegetables a lot of juice a lot of celery juice and I don't think that um that was good for me it wasn't helping me yeah I just want to clue people in a little more about how bad it was for me. Um, I couldn't hardly eat out at a lot of places. Like we would go to certain restaurants and I could actually tell when they would use um, MSG. I think it was MSG because it would hit me like you could never. Oh my gosh. Like you've seen the movie Dumb and Dumber. (laughs) You've seen the movie Bridesmaids. Like it would hit me to that extent. So Mm -hmm. I remember one time in Hawaii, there was some truffle oil on the French fries that we synthetic ate. Synthetic truffle oil. And you, we were at the Polynesian Cultural Center, and you were in the bathroom like every five minutes throwing up and diarrhea and, just from that oil. And for two days. Yeah. Like, it's that bad. I wish these restaurants knew how... See, because I've, what I've discovered through ER Shred is that I'm not unique. You're unique. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not unique, guys. People don't want to talk about their shit, but in reality, in this modern age, our foods are hurting us badly, and people do not want to be open and honest. Um, I can only imagine what gut health doctors are hearing on a daily basis. I talked to gut health doctors. One of the things I didn't mention was what... um, Thank you, Crystal. One of the things I didn't mention was what um, the acid reflux I was suffering oh my gosh like I used to eat Tums back when I decided like I just stopped eating everything that I thought was hurting me like I stopped eating I wouldn't eat beef jerky I wouldn't eat melted cheese I would eat some cheese but never melted I would never I stopped I gave up movie theater popcorn that was just a real killer I started just over the years I started giving up all the different food this was before ER shred I was giving up all these different things that were hurting me badly. Um, and I remember going on courses of, of uh, Prevos- Prilosec, um, 
Prevacid, these 14-day courses that shut down your stomach acid because I would get so bad. Uh, and this was years ago, but I would get so bad that my stomach would just be hurting me nonstop. And it was interesting because it would be systemic. Like I would feel the pain in my gut, but then I would also have like no energy. And I, my mental clarity was gone. Like it would affect everything. That everything, it would just affect me. And so as a result, um, I would just, I started eating Tums like crazy. Every time I would have an episode, I would just like chew on a bunch of Tums. I just want people to understand, like it's this is really, really important for me, for people to understand that I suffered and suffered and suffered and suffered. Sugar alcohols. If I eat sugar alcohols, even one packet of of like erythritol, um, any of that stuff, okay? Xylitol hits me. Too much stevia hits me. Um, and guess what? I'm learning. I'm not unique. Well, as I talk to everybody during their ER shred, I'm learning that everybody is, they're also suffering similar things to some extent. And so now we have to ask ourselves, is does Sean just have this sensitive gut? Do I just have this? People might, well, they would look at me and they go, oh, poor guy, he's got a sensitive gut. And here's my take on it now. Post ER shred, six months, I've been having all these great bowel movements, okay? Now, we can talk, Crystal, about bowel movements and gas on the ER shred and, and kind of what, what people can see and expect around that. Well, I just wanted to finish talking about the different things that I've tried over the years yeah. because I think we can all agree that gut health is essential. I think like A number one when it comes to starting with your overall health, we all know that first thing we got to figure out our gut health and what is going wrong there, how to heal our guts. And so over the years, Sean and I have tried multiple different things to to alleviate certain symptoms or just to have what we believed what we believed for a long time that like the bigger the better <laughs> when it came to bowel movements and I really thought that that was like that means you're healthy but we're going to talk about that in a second so the, the, some of those different things that I've tried um, enemas coffee enemas and I was actually doing them almost every single day for a while when I was vegan and when I was I was doing um, celery juice every single day because I had diarrhea every single day, all day. And I just thought, okay, well, it's just like getting rid of toxins. I'm just going to get used to this. I did it for six months still every day, diarrhea. And I thought, oh, I just got to give it more time, give it more time. But And then I was, it was, I was in so much pain and discomfort by the end of the day that I would just resort to doing an enema because it just felt like I was so so crampy and it hurt so bad that an enema would give me the relief even though I was had diarrhea usually you think enema is for constipation but I kind of just used it for either either one constipation or diarrhea because it just did it felt like just getting everything out kind of relieved me um and then there you was had to do it i remember yeah i'd be like, be like oh my okay, stomach hurts so bad i'm gonna go anymore. do an enema because it, it hurt um and then there was a time where i was doing kombucha for a while and um which i think maybe still has a place but i haven't really experimented there since then because when i was doing kombucha i did it to every day for two years i made my own kombucha was drink, eating kefir, 
which I still do now, but I'm, I'm saying like the kombucha was not something, maybe it's more effective once you address the problem, you know, and I thought that if I drink kombucha every day or eat fermented vegetables or kefir, then I will heal my gut. But that I never saw any improvements. I enjoyed making it. I enjoyed drinking it. I never saw any improvements in my skin, in my gut health, in any way. I just, another thing I kept thinking, oh, I'll just need to give it more time. And then Sean <laughs> tried it and he actually had a really bad reaction to it because I, he had it too much of it. caused yeast overgrowth and he, that was really hard to get under control. Yeah, that, he went that two just months, compounded like, my problems. You like lost all this weight because you were trying to like address the yeast overgrowth. So you went on this really strict diet and it was really bad. <laughs> I won't even look at kombucha anymore. I won't, yeah. even, I won't even sniff it. So I'm not saying kombucha is out altogether, but I don't. I no longer drink it at this right now, and I didn't see any actual benefits from it, um, visible benefits. Um, and then fiber, Sean, we always would be like, oh, we got to eat our fiber, got to eat our fiber. You would even uh, do the powdered fiber too because you thought that would help. And that never Let's, really... Can we talk about fiber? Yeah. Like fiber, I think, is a farce. I actually believe that with all my heart. Because I used to eat all this fiber, trying to get my fiber in. Fiber, 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 fiber from vegetables and fruits and flaxseed and chia seeds. And you know what? It was haunting me. It was causing me flatulence nonstop. It was causing me bloat nonstop. Um, and so I'm sitting there looking at it going, wait a minute. I go on ER Shred. I am leveraging, you know, animal proteins and animal fats and, you know, and I'm sitting there thinking, wait a minute, why am I not, why is, why are things getting better? Like that is so counterintuitive. That does not make any sense. I used to think that eating bacon, for instance, and eggs and beef would cause my problems and come to find out in my estimation, based on my personal experience, it was all of the fiber that was causing me the problems. And now I've been six months off all of the fiber and you can actually do some research into fiber and you can start to learn like, wait a minute, did our ancestors eat all that fiber? Did they? Was it available to them? Or was fiber born of industrialization and agriculture practices? Who's the wealthiest companies in the world? Some of them are the wheat companies and the corn companies and they push an agenda. And there's big time wheat companies and they want you to believe that eating all of that fiber and grains is necessary and it's, it's at the top of the food pyramid for god's sakes like i know and then we go from thinking okay well it's the wheat the that's the problem it's the gluten so then everything you find like prepackaged chips and all these different things that says gluten-free and you're like yay gluten-free but what you don't realize there is another culprit which is corn so we're like eating all this corn stuff like corn chips because there's no gluten in it but corn is another issue, you know, that people don't usually realize. Mm -mm. So now you got to start saying, wait a minute, is everything I've been told my entire life, is it true? Now it gets a little hairy. Mm. Okay, the last thing I wanted to mention that I did for two years consistently was juicing altogether. So I talked about the celery juice, but I also juiced every day for two years and only felt... Ugh, my stomach just hurt all the time and I would have like a in what's the word where you go you spike 
because of blood sugar. Blood sugar, yeah. So I would feel like all weird after. So then I'm like, okay, I need to eat some nuts or protein with it, but that would hurt my gut even more. So I just still kept telling myself, oh well, it just I gotta give it time. I gotta be consistent. It's gonna it's gonna work. But none of these things that I talked about actually worked. But I did try them very diligently, very consistently for a long period of time because I wanted to make sure I gave it a fair shot and none of those helped me. No, no. And the juicing would rock my world. Oh my gosh. Even if Crystal, we started to realize like, oh, maybe it's just too much juice. And so I drink less. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe we need to cut that, you know, just drink a quarter of a glass. That would still hit me and my body. I'm just, I started to tell Crystal, I'm like, you know, I don't trust modern day produce anymore. I, I almost have this I almost have this feeling like I'm just drinking concentrated pesticides and herbicides because it hits me like poison. It it just it hits me and I feel like I'm I'm being punished. Yeah, and we would go really extreme when it came to our produce. We would uh, buy the organic, I would soak it in vinegar and I would ozonate it. I'm not sure if any of you are familiar with ozonating a little ozonator machine. So I would sit it in a sink and ozonate it for uh, 15 to 20 minutes, all my produce and all of our produce. just to, yeah, all of it. I was like, we're going to make sure we get it as pure as possible, but still that didn't, there was no, um, noticeable <laughs> difference there. Still felt bloated and gassy and not good. My energy actually went down after drinking the juice. So yeah, now we can lead into, unless you had more things you want to talk about. Um, yeah, no, I just wanted to say that, uh, you know, again, I think those fiber companies, um, I think that those, and that's just what I'm going to call them. Um, I think in the sixties and seventies, it's documented. They started putting out commercials that, um, if you wanted to be healthy, you needed to eat all of this fiber which was funny because it was just sugary flakes like that's all it was and they were actually teaching people that that was that was the panacea that was the 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 common denominator of good health was to eat these sugary flake cereals or the yogurt too where where they is it activia that we used to think i just want to say about that probiotics um we tried all of them Mm -hmm. everything yeah no benefit in every form possible just a bunch of freaking wasted money yeah nothing so we nothing in the activity uh, the yogurts and all that like we don't realize the all the other added ingredients and sugar so we actually still eat yogurt but we don't we don't get it uh, it's 100 percent plain and we add a little honey to sweeten it but so i'm not saying yogurt's bad but we did think that the probiotics in the yogurt was going to help well, heal because our gut. one health professional told us it has to be food based so we were like drinking Buppies pickle juice every day. Like yeah. we tried everything. If you haven't, <laughs> we eat Buppies sauerkraut. You know, and we live made we made Lily and... drink a cup, a little um, tablespoon of pickle juice every day. <laughs> we went to great measures. I hope you're starting to believe that we went. In fact, I even considered doing poop transplants. Like there's literally oh, yeah. people out there, health professionals, <laughs> and I looked into it where they take someone else's poop that has a, a good, healthy gut flora. <laughs> it a good Crazy. healthy microbiome they take their poop and they they put it up you <laughs> and try to restore your beneficial bacteria but you know i've got to tell you something funny about the uh the yeast the the yeast proliferation i tried every anti-yeast thing on the market i tried going off sugar for two months and nothing helped at all if you're a i'm gonna tell you right now if you're a woman 
70% of women have yeast overgrowth. This is proven, documented, and they got too much yeast. And women are sugarholics, and it's wreaking havoc on you because you eat the sugar, and it ferments, and the yeast causes fermentation of the sugar, and then you're producing alcohol, ethanol in the body, I believe, and women are being pulled over, driving their vehicles, and being accused of drunk driving, and they haven't had a drop of alcohol. It's because the alcohol, they're actually testing positive for alcohol. And it's because of the fermentation in their bodies. I think things like kombucha and sugar addiction are absolutely killing you. And that could be healthy sugar. You don't realize it. All the glucose you're getting from carbohydrate, from vegetables, from fruits, it's causing more yeast. You're feeding the yeast. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where we're at now and kind of how it all came together for us around the development of the ER shred, which is basically an elimination reset protocol. So we are eliminating the corn, the gluten, the soy, the white sugar, even the fruits and vegetables for a time so that we can get down to a baseline and really figure out what it is, heal our guts, first of all, and then figure out what it is that our bodies like and don't like. So that's kind of why what we're doing and what we're teaching people these days. Yeah, so we want to talk about a couple things relative to the ER shred um, and, and gut health and bowel movement. So one of the cool things that you'll start to, to see is that um, for me, for instance, I started to realize that, oh my gosh, I'm not going feeling like I need to go to the bathroom every you know couple hours. And I would go, a lot of times I would go and it wouldn't even be loose. It would just be nothing. And I'm like, what was that? And it, it was weird because it wouldn't even be like, I wouldn't even refer to it as constipation. It's just strange, weird stuff that was happening with my bowel movements and my gut. Um, but I got to tell you, at first I thought that I was in big trouble because on the ER shred, the first seven or eight days, I did have loose stool. And lucky for me, I was dealing with a health professional and they were teaching me about uh, fat adaptation. And they were saying, you know, until your body gets used to burning fat for fuel, um, you're going to have some loose stool. It's going to cause some biological shock to the body. You're going to have some loose stool. And it could be, you know, it could be a few days. It could be a week. It could be 10 days. Now, if it's diarrhea and you're going five, six times within an hour period of time, then you probably need to stop and take a more moderate approach. You know, we always encourage you to consult with your doctor. But... Um, for me, it was like, he, he was almost like exactly right. I think it was seven or eight days. And then, uh, and my dad, same thing. My dad had the exact same thing. And a lot of you have had the exact same thing. And you know, what's crazy is once your body starts to recognize, oh, okay, I'm going to switch. I'm going to flip the switch and I'm going to see, we've gone our whole lives burning sugar and glucose and carbohydrate for energy. So your body doesn't know how to burn fats for energy. And it's the most highly effective, most efficient, uh, powerful way to burn uh, fuel that there is. It's, it's way more efficient than glucose. Way, way, way more efficient. And yet we're doing glucose and carbohydrate every day, all day. And yet our ancestors lived off what? Predominantly animal fats. Their bodies knew how to be fat burners. You could, they could go great lengths of time without eating. Why? Because their body could even burn its own fat stores. A lot of people's bodies don't even know how to do that. Okay, 
it's powerful, powerful stuff. When it clicks for you and your body does go fat adaptive, and then soon you'll become metabolically flexible where your body will be able to choose between, okay, we're burning fat for energy. Oh, we had some berries. Okay, that's good. That's good fast burning energy. Let's burn that. And it'll, it'll alternate between the two. Most people have never realized this. Most people have never their entire lives. And you know what? It's, it's a sad state of affairs because they don't know how good it feels at a brain level and at a gut level and a physiological level to just be burning and operating the way that our ancestors did is magic. Mm. I mean magic. So then I went from, Crystal, you can attest, then I went from loose stool for seven, eight days and then I was like, wait, am I constipated? I was like, I am only going to the bathroom like once a day and there's not a lot of stool. Like there's not much there. And so the health professional told me, he said, oh, no, 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 don't get, don't get it confused. He said, listen, you'll know if you're constipated because you'll have either, uh, you'll have... You'll feel bloat and discomfort, obviously, when you're constipated. You know what that feels like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's the bloat. Or there's the the discomfort, you know, you kind of feel those those pains, those those pings, um, and uh, he says it's not constipation most likely. He says your body is so unbelievably efficient at burning animal fats and animal proteins for fuel, and highly efficient, and it burns them up and uses almost all of it. And so there's just not a lot of waste product. And when we're incubating those shakes, we know we're bringing the net protein utilization up to about 90%. There's only 10% waste. There's just not a lot of waste. And so there's not a lot of stool to deal with. Well, if you think about this, I've been thinking about the common sense of it for a long time. Do animals walk around farting all day, every day? No, they don't. Like, they don't. I've been around a lot of horses. Will they fart? Yeah, sometimes, but... But also, they're free, fed grains, too, which may not be, you know, sometimes... Maybe they have a different chambered them. stomach. Like, they've yeah. got four-chambered stomach. They're built to ferment their own food. We're not built that way. So, but what I'm saying is, like, look at all animals. If my dog farts, it's like, woo, dog fart. You're like, who fed her some people food? <laughs> right, but does she fart all day, every day? That's what we were doing. I don't know about you guys, but I could fart on demand. Like I could, I could fart on demand. If my kids were doing something and I was like, I'm gonna play a joke on them. I could just like, there's a fart every time. <laughs> that probably shouldn't be the case. Like that's probably telling you what is gas. It was funny the gas. other day like, you were trying to do that. You're like, I can't even do that anymore. <laughs> I can't bring that fart. You can't find it. But you know, think about what is gas. I mean, it's common sense. It's You've got air in the gut and it's expanding and there's gases that are expanding and it's causing, you know, it, it, it's just a relief. you got to have a relief valve, right? That's all it is. It's a relief of pressure. Now, when I hear people fart all the time, I'm like, Dude, what are you eating? Because I just don't believe it's supposed to be that way anymore. I don't. And, and that's how I was when I ate all the salads. And that's how I was when I ate all the juice. I remember drinking one of those juices, you know, those freshly squeezed, cold, pressed, totally clean juices. And I drank one and we were going up hunting in the mountains and I had to pull over repeatedly and just on the side of the road because it was that, it hit me that hard. So you got to ask yourself like, wait a minute, that doesn't, why? It doesn't make sense. So all I can tell you is based on my personal experience that now I my bowel movements are way better 
they're I, I, I guarantee they're more normal um, I rarely ever have any problem with constipation hardly ever at all and if if I ever do then I'll just have like 500 to a thousand milligrams of magnesium or I'll eat like a fig one and uh, and I'm good to go um, but my bowel movements it's a gift it's a gift I want people to know that if, if you've got bowel stuff going on it might you know you might initially with ER shred you might see some how would you say it might say hello you know it might <laughs> it, it, it might hit you a little bit um, with the fat adaptation but yeah but it didn't for me so yeah everybody's different I totally um, I think the only thing I noticed my initial transition to changing up my diet was a little bit of nausea for the first day because I went straight from veganism to the ER shred so it was like quite the shock but that was the only thing I noticed my bowel movements were fine but yeah they did change which was at first you're like wait is this normal but it is normal and just to find comfort in knowing that oh, okay as long as I don't feel bloated or gassy then that's a sign that I'm not constipated and it's not being you know you're not backed up it's normal to have less stool as you transition into this kind of a protocol but also i wanted to point out that we are not all together against fruits and vegetables but we do eat them very minimally and very consciously like mm -hmm. we are not adding in a whole bunch of things all at the same time we don't do salads anymore for the most part, we just eat um, a handful of berries, um, maybe once or once a day or every few days. We have some zucchini, some sweet potatoes. Um, there's some other things that we're incorporating, but that's kind of a cool thing to know that we still can eat some fruits and vegetables. It's just figuring out which ones, and that's what we're doing. We're still experimenting, and so far, we've figured out some fruits and vegetables that we can eat mm -hmm. and have no problems with. People want an easy fix. People want to just take a pill. Um, people want to just, you know, drink, drink a drink and say, okay, fix me. Yeah. Like it, I thought that, oh yeah, I'll just drink kombucha every day. That's awesome. <laughs> no, no, that's not how it works. Like if you just think about the common sense of it, most animals do not have a variety of diet. They eat the same thing every single day. And so then I would say to people, well, right now, personally, I've built up to where I can probably eat like 12 to 15 different foods that I know are non-culprit for me and I can live on these foods, highly nutritious. And then you might say, well, that's boring. Well, okay, you could call it boring, but for me personally, I'll take it. I will take it and run because I feel so empowered. I don't have all the problems that I, I used to have. I can eat bacon. I can eat eggs. I can eat all the different meats that I like, and I don't have any of that acid, none, ever. Hmm. I don't have it. I don't I don't have to take anything ever, nothing, no antacids, no Tums, no nothing. Um, I feel like I've been given a gift. You guys might not realize that the gift of ER Shred is way, way, way deeper than just abs. Like, what's funny about, about my abs is Crystal actually used to try to tell me that I was just genetically built different because I would always look in the mirror and I'd be like crystal I've been working up my abs like crazy and look like I have I have abs up here but then I just have this great big old like thing like this just my lower abdomen is just like look at it it just it just protrude protrudes and then she would say 
Oh, no, honey, honey, you look great. That's just genetically how you're built. You're just built that way. And I'd be like, what? <sighs> like, that didn't make any sense to me. But I know what it was now. It wasn't fat. It was bloat. Mm-hmm. It was bloat because I kid you not, by about the fourth or fifth day on ER Shred, it was gone. It was gone. It was flat. And I looked down and I wanted to cry because I was like, not possible. Not possible that my stomach went flat. I can't tell you how excited I was about that. Mm-hmm. Um, my gut is a gift. This is what I want to say in closing. Uh, you might look at someone that has a sensitive gut and you might say, oh, poor them. You know, they can't hardly eat this or that or this or that. I don't view most foods in a grocery store as food anymore. I don't view food that has a million ingredients in it as food. It's not food. Uh, Jesse refers to it as food-like substances. It's a bunch of dead things, and they throw it all together, and it's all preserved, and it's it's dead food in cardboard coffins. That's all it is, is dead food in cardboard coffins. And you eat it, and it's hurting you, most of it. It's hurting you. It's not food. And so the same thing would happen to our animals. Our animals don't get sick until we put them in zoos and start feeding them stuff we concoct for them, and then they start getting all the sickness. Okay, so I I am actually very drop-dead serious about this. I'm very passionate about this. Most of what's in your grocery store is not food. When I walk around the grocery store and look around, I do not see predominantly food. I see things that people are putting in their mouths. But when I look at the labels and I see all the artificial and I see all the, the rotten, gross sweeteners and I see all the dyes I see things I can't even pronounce. I see all the synthetics, chemicals, artificial everything. And then I see all the sugar alcohols. And it all offends me to no end. I've got to tell you, it just it just offends me deeply. Because I know, we're I just... being poisoned, America. We are being poisoned by the food companies. We're being poisoned by our own government is allowing it to happen. You know, you go to other places other countries and they're eating a lot better than us and they have all kinds of restrictions in place we don't have it because it's all the capitalization it's all the it's just all the industrialization commercialization it's all for profit and these big mega companies control all the messaging in the media and it is sad and it is and they're making people sick they're making people sick okay Now, is that their intent? No, but their intent is to make money, and they're making money at the cost of people's wellness, and it makes me sick. I'm sick about it. So, guys, this is an empowerment. This is not just some 11-day protocol where, you know, you uh, drop some weight or you try to... This is actually, like, you're going to find that you're completely... If you do it and you take it serious, oh, my God, you've never been so empowered in your whole life. Never have you been so empowered. Yeah, and and as far as like the, well, you know, when you, you think about, well, that food can be very fun and it's a form of entertainment. It brings people together and, you know, you can look at it that way, which, you know, I'm not 
arguing that, but I do still feel like there are ways to find enter- our entertainment through other avenues. And it, it sounds kind of like at first, like, no, I don't want to give up all the yummy variety that we're so used to because it's fun and I enjoy it. I like going out to eat and um, enjoy all these different kinds of foods. But we have just been, it kind of opens up the door to find entertainment in through other ways. And that's what's been so fun for us. We used to go out to eat every single Friday or Saturday for our day. And now we, we go on hikes and we, we just go and do different things. And we are finding new ways to, to, to be entertained that makes us feel better because that's ultimately what we want. So the entertainment aspect or the health and feeling better aspect outweighs seeing food as entertainment because we want to feel better more than we want to be entertained. Plus, we know there are other ways of being entertained, and we can explore that. Um, Jesse, Jesse talks about how every bite of food is is the most powerful drug on earth. Every single bite of food is communicates with every cell in your body, all the hormones, all everything at a biological, physio, physiological le- level. It all is communicating with every cell, every single bite of food. And once you understand this, you'll never look at food the same way again. So for me, guess what my gut turned out to be for me? A gift. Even though I I suffered all those years, my gut was what ultimately led me to ER Shred. My gut. See, they call the gut the second brain. Uh, Your gut and your brain actually communicate. Your gut is one of the most powerful parts of your immune system. And Crystal, you know that I used to get sick all the damn time. I used to catch everything. And I haven't been sick in six months, have I? Yeah, no. Yeah. So am I saying that, you know, anything will treat, cure, prevent illness? No. What I am saying is your body is a miracle. And when your body is in a a state of homeostasis and good, natural, healthy state, okay, things are balanced, things are working as they should, things work the way they should. And we just need to look at the animal kingdom more, guys. Mm -hmm. Like Crystal, you were just saying, you said, well, I know food is entertainment. But that's funny. That's funny, isn't it? Like, think about that. It's funny because what other animal does that? Like, what other animal on the face of the earth? Monkeys go play around in trees and play tag and, you know, steal each other's whatever. But do they ever just, like, go and find a bunch of rotten, just the most horrible foods that they could find and pile it all up and say, we're going to sit around now and we're all going to eat this together. This will be fun. (laughs) What are we doing to ourselves? Like, it's crazy. And I know I sound like a purist. Like, you know, we could be interpreted as purists. Which we never thought we would be, (laughs) like, this extreme. But it's just surprising how easy this is to stick with long term. Because, yeah. (laughs) It really is easy. And you know what? It's a gift. It's a gift. That's why I want to talk to everybody about it. Because, And it's not about how you look. It's not about that. And it's about everything has to do with how you feel. And it all starts at a gut level. And then all of a sudden, everything everything's working better. Uh, my mind, my creativity, my focus. Um, we already talked about the bloat, my energy levels. It's out of control. It's And it's sustained. This has been going on for a great length of time. I actually believe my emotional health has improved dramatically. I actually believe that. Like, I am just not such a bull in a china shop like I used to be. I'm not, not so such negative. a downer. <laughs> not such a downer. 
I'm already, I'm so already doing more positive. I, I'm already saying it. You don't need to pile it well, on. I just want to make sure they all know how bad it was. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, guys, this is uh, the things we want to talk about. I hope we didn't leave anything out relative to poop talk. Um, <laughs> it, uh, all I can tell you is that um, you'd be, you'd be surprised. It is so counterintuitive. You would think there's no way, there's no way, but you know what? You've got to start to think in more simple, native, okay, um, ancestral, natural terms. You've got to start thinking that way. What is natural? What is native? What is innate? Start to listen to your body. Can we talk about that real quick? About yeah, the, the yeah. so my gut. Last thing, my gut is a barometer for me. My gut. I've begun to be able to listen to it. ER Shred gave me that gift. I didn't have that ability. I didn't. So in the event that the same foods that are bad for me are probably bad for everybody. But in the event that you have this cast iron gut, as people like to brag about, I'd like to pose, I'd like to challenge that. I'd like to challenge, is a, is a cast iron gut a gift? Because it's my belief that even... If you can get away with eating all kinds of culprit inflammatory things and they don't seem to affect your gut negatively like it does mine, how could it be affecting you? You see? Because how do you gauge? How do you gauge that effect? How do you measure it? See, I know people that brag about their cast iron guts, but guess what? They're suffering nonetheless. I know all their health challenges. So they're paying a price in some way. That's my belief, based on what I see. They're paying a price. They may not feel it in the gut, but they're feeling it in other areas. So I think my gut's a gift. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I think we covered all the shit talk. (laughs) It was so shitty. It was shitty. Thanks for listening to the Wannabe Balanced podcast. Get access to free resources available at wannabebalanced.com. If you love the show, then leave a review or share it with a friend. Until next week.